We will be talking to Nikki Spencer, founder of Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet, 70s and 80s soul, funk and disco nights for people who remember the tunes the first time round and still want to party. Before the birth of Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet, Nikki trained as a journalist and worked for the BBC and Channel 4. Nikki was a producer on shows like Big Breakfast and has performed on the Grand Terrace at St Pancras and Box Park, Wembley. Nikki is a mum of two and during the lockdown period has been getting people moving and grieving online. So firstly, I would like to say I am absolutely in love with the idea of Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet and cannot wait to be old enough to join in. So how do you think music changes people's lives, mood and well-being? Oh, it just makes us feel good, doesn't it? I mean, a disco, a soul funk disco tune. Oh, what should we think? A bit of Barry White, a bit of Chic, a bit of Sister Sledge. We are family. You know, it just makes life better, really, doesn't it? Um, And in lockdown for me, it helped me hugely when I was feeling a bit low, put on something. Um, We've got, I haven't stopped dancing yet, playlist that I've got on my Spotify on my phone. Put that on. I actually hula hoop as well. We'll come back to that later. And I, yeah, I just dance around and it just, just makes you feel good. And to be dancing with other people to tunes that you can remember, to tunes that you know the words to, um, it, we're not harking back to the past by playing 70s and 80s soul funk and disco. We're just celebrating just all that amazing music. We're not trying to pretend we're younger. We're just still dancing because I kind of feel, I suppose I started it in my late forties and I was recently separated from uh, the father of my children. Um, And I actually had that life where he actually had them every other weekend so I could go out and I could go out dancing with my friends um, and not have to worry about paying a babysitter and a taxi you know and and everything else Um, and we went to go into town one night with my friend Alison um, and we ended up queuing outside a club in the rain and then not knowing that Maybe we'd queue for two hours. Would we get let in because we look a bit older? Would we like the music? Would we have a good time? And we ended up saying, you know what? Let's just get the last train home, go to my house, put on a bit of music and dance around the kitchen table, which was not quite what we had in mind. Um, And that's kind of where I haven't stopped dancing yet started because, you know, in our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, we can still move, we can still dance, it all still works. So why shouldn't we be able to still go out and enjoy doing it really? I absolutely love that. And um, I actually went onto your website yesterday and watched the video that pops up. It's a great video, isn't it? I nearly cried. I was so happy for everyone. And it filled me with so much joy and excitement because I absolutely love, love, love dancing. Um, And I feel like like I'm a bit of an old soul when it comes to that. Like I love funk. um, I love disco. um, And a lot of the mature mover stuff that we do is based on like 60s, 70s and 80s music. Um, And it's just absolutely amazing and uplifting. Um, So I love that. I love the story that you've you've shared with us. Um, Kind of moving on from that, though, how do you feel like 
it's helped you personally like I know that you mentioned that you've gone through uh, you were going through um a divorce you'd you'd recently separated um just as you came up with this idea how do you think that's helped you with your own kind of mental health and well-being oh absolutely so much I mean it's changed my life. Running hasn't stopped dancing yet has changed my life. Being able to have somewhere where I can go and dance um, has changed my life. Uh, the people I've met along the way, um, similar people have a similar mindset who just go, hang on a minute, we can still do it. Why on earth shouldn't we still be doing it? Um, so many fantastic women that I've come across. One of my uh, dancers uh, is hilarious. She's a wonderful woman called Lady Boo. Um, her real name is Sarah, but she goes by the name of Lady Boo. And I knew her, I met her years and years ago at a theatre. She was a singer. And um, I think I shared on social media a while ago, um, oh, we've got a new dancer. And she just went, oh, I didn't know you had dancers. I want to be one of your dancers. Um, and I sort of thought, yes, that's a really, really good idea because I'd got a number of dancers I forgot to say that I haven't stopped dancing yet as well as us dancing, like everybody dancing. We have a dancer at the front who leads like flash mob style routines. It's a wonderful way of just getting the party started, although we don't need it anymore because everybody knows what to do and they just dance. Um, but also just bringing all that, yeah, feel good energy. And um, people, I, it was just an idea I had and people loved it. So anyway, going back to Lady Boo, my story with Lady Boo. So um, she, she'd she sent me this message saying, I should be one of your dancers. And I thought, that is genius. She will be absolutely wonderful. Um, and it's wonderful how she's, I would say, by being part of the team, it's increased her confidence as well and given her a big boost because I just think having disco in your life that's what it does so for our DJs as well they love being part of what we're doing and I've met people all over who I've got sort of in my team now um to and it and it just yeah it's a it's a great it's it's just so good for your mental health dancing but listening to music is so good for your mental health as well absolutely what would you say is your favorite song oh my goodness um chic la freak is one <laughs> that i've absolutely always adored i mean obviously i you know i have just turned 60 so i turned 60 in lockdown so that wasn't quite the party i was planning but i still oh. had a virtual party um and um Chic Le Freak, I remember I was when I was growing up, I grew up on a farm in Devon. That is not very disco at all. Um, and so I really couldn't wait to leave Devon and get somewhere with a bit more sparkle, really. But I was very lucky at my secondary school. We had a DJ who was a drama teacher and he had a, a radio station, um, a local. He had a show on the local radio station. And so he introduced us to a whole load of music that probably otherwise we wouldn't have got so much into. Um, and I remember him playing Chic La Freak as we were setting up for a school disco. And we he was setting up sound checking. I was, I was head girl at school. I think I was involved in this event in some way, but everybody disappeared. He put this track on. I just danced around in the school hall on my own to this music and just went for it. Oh, I love it. Love it. And quite often when we do haven't stopped dancing yet, 
that's what I do when we're setting up and we're, we're waiting before people come in. We have a, a good old boogie to get us all in the mood for it. Um, yeah. So so that's one of my favorites. But I've got so many every time there's a, Cheryl Lynn uh, got to be real. Um, what else? My brain is going. I think I've got more brain fog since lockdown. <laughs> but also you said, I remember you said at the beginning um, that you're all, oh, you don't know if you, you could come to Haven't Stopped Dancing yet. What's um, what I love about Haven't Stopped Dancing yet is I started it. So it's like a safe, comfortable space where women uh, and men in their 30s, 40s, 50s can come and party without feeling like they have to pretend to be young, without feeling that, yeah, just feeling like they're gate crashing a teenager's party. You know, they yeah. want it's it's our event. But what's wonderful about it is that it has become very much a family event. So we will get somebody, we had a couple of years ago, somebody celebrating their 70th birthday and they had all the generations so they have their daughter who's like in her 40s, 50s, and then her kids who are like 18 and over who come and they love this music as well. Um, so, you've, so you've got that intergenerational um, opportunity for, for young people to mix with older people and actually really connect on that deeper level and I think that there's not there, there aren't a lot of opportunities for for people to do that especially family members and friends and I mean I'm lucky enough to work with 60 70 80 90 year olds and I get to learn through them but none of my friends get to do that none, no, none of my siblings get to experience those um those connections and really learn about age and aging um and and kind of gain the, that wisdom from them so I absolutely I really really love that I, I think it's brilliant that you can do that and I'm so so happy that I am allowed to pop along because yes, well, next I, <laughs> I think there was some there was some club called the old codgers or something which was kind of a similar idea to haven't stopped dancing yet but a bit grumpier um, <laughs> whereas we're just like whatever is smile happy you know us everything about haven't stopped dancing yet dancing yet is feel good you know um but yeah whatever age as long as you're over 18 you can come and so my daughter on we did a new year's eve a couple of years ago in south croydon at stanley halls and um, she came with one of her best friends um, and it was New Year's Eve. They didn't really want to go to a club where everybody be crammed in. Maybe you'd bought a ticket and you're not even going to get in, which happens quite a lot because they oversell tickets. Um, you're being charged a fortune for whatever you're going to drink. Um, and she came with her friend and they just had an absolute ball. They loved it. Um, so I do love, I think maybe abroad we have, I think in the UK particularly, we're not very good at mixing the generations for when we go out. It's kind of fine for live music if you go for a gig, but even friends of mine in their 50s, they go to a gig and they feel as if they shouldn't be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I completely understand that and relate to it. And so it's kind of, yeah. So what we say is, is yeah, it's totally cool for people to come, um, although it's aimed at you know people 30s, 40s, 50s whatever um young people come and they come what i love is we get people with their parents we get people celebrating an event a family event um you know you get a mum dad 
and a couple of kids or you get sisters two sisters and their grown-up kids together that kind of thing so and nice it, it's so good and also just watching them all on the dance floor I am a bit of a watcher I have to say I mean I dance at my nights I probably don't get to dance as much as I'd like to because I'm kind of rushing around a bit but at the end of each always whenever we have an event there's always a moment where everything's all going okay and I just go and stand at the back of the room and just watch people enjoying themselves and smiling and being so into it um, and I tell you, there's no drug like it, really, watching other people doing something and being happy. Um, and not to say, I don't go there thinking, stand there thinking, oh, I made this happen. But I do stand there thinking, we made this happen. You know, it's, it's other people who've got a similar philosophy in life to me will come to Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet. People who go no, I'm not going to be embarrassed about dancing. No, I don't care if my kids say that I shouldn't dance. I'm going to come and we're going to dance our socks off, you know? Yeah, love it. I absolutely love that. We're a very dancey family. And for my 18th birthday, we went to a salsa bar in central London. Mm -hmm. And um, you obviously have to be over 18 to go there. But my dad was there. My mum was there. My aunties were there. Me and my sister, um, just about 18 19 and then like some of my friends and it is one of the best birthdays I've ever had and you kind of imagine like on your 18th birthday you're going out with all your mates your family aren't really invited but to this day just the the enjoyment I had and I'll never forget my mum dancing with some random stranger and her being like twirled around and her feelings completely um embarrassed but in a good way and it, it was just so infectious um so I, I can totally relate to that feeling of watching the room and absorbing that energy and that laughter and that happiness um yeah. so what do you think about age discrimination when it comes to dancing I know we've kind of touched on it already um but do yeah. you think is it is it quite big in the industry oh it's hard to know isn't it because I don't think I've sometimes I don't think we dare go sometimes we don't actually even put ourselves in that situation but I do remember a few years ago when we were doing a haven't stopped dancing yet event and I was I always try and chat what our events are different from a normal club is that we're there on the door to say hello and greet you um we're there waving goodbye and at the end it's it's almost like someone said it's a bit like going to a wedding but not knowing the bride and groom and not really caring you know it's it's it is a bit of a haven't stopped dancing yet family and that's the same whether it's a small event for 100 people or a big event for like 700 or whatever it's it's still very much people feel that they can chat to you and tell you their stories and so these I think it was a husband and wife came and they said they'd gone to a club in the West End and they'd queued um, and someone on the door went, you go that way, you go that way to, you know, to them and some other people were going one way, they were going the other way. They were out on the street. They were back on the street. No one said anything to them. They just were back on the street. In other words, they were refused entry, but no one actually said, no, you're too old. They just let the young people go one way 
but without giving them any respect or saying, actually, I don't think you're going to fit into this club or anything. They were just, and you just think, that is just, I mean, you kind of laugh about it in a way, but it's just so dispiriting. And that's why all those years ago, when I was with my friend Alison, we were queuing and we just thought, one, do we want the humiliation of someone looking us in the face and going, no, you can't come in. Um, and so we changed on, you know, we decided it wasn't worth it and headed off home. But yeah, I think there's, oh, there's so much discrimination. But what I love and what I've discovered is, I mean, we did the, you mentioned Box Park Wembley. That was for Haven't Stopped Dancing yet. So as well as doing our private, our, our parties, sorry, our ticketed events, we also do um, private parties for birthdays. Uh, but we also get bookings from places. And so the guy who owns Box Park actually booked us to do his 50th birthday party down in Brighton. So we went down, did his 50th birthday party, which was great. And then he kept on saying, you're going to have to do Box Park. You're going to have to do Box Park. Um, and then suddenly, not very much notice, it was the Spice Girls were doing three nights at Wembley. Box Park had just opened. And they actually said, we do 70s and 80s, but they said, let's do 90s. Can you do a 90s pop party? First of all, I was thinking, mm, 90s is not really my thing. Then I started listening and I was going, actually, I love that track. Oh, that's so good. And it was all 90s pop. And, and there's a lot of really good stuff there that is upbeat and joyful. And obviously the Spice Girls as well. Um, so we ended up doing three nights of pre-Spice Girls parties. They were amazing, the whole place. We did 2,000, about 2,000 people. Some people even messaged us and said, look, we're supposed to be in the Spice Girls. We're supposed to be on in Wembley now, but we're having so much fun. We're gonna be late for the gig, you know? It was, it was like that. But a few days before they said, I was doing a recce, maybe a week before, just checking it all out. And, um, and the guy said, oh, are you okay to, you know, we probably need you to do a bit of emceeing to actually kind of host it. And I went, yeah, okay. And I ended up hosting, emceeing this huge event for two and a half thousand people at the in my late 50s, dressed in silver shorts one day, dungarees another day, whatever. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I have never done that. I mean, I worked as a TV reporter, but I never really did live TV. And I just thought, oh, I was so, although I was a reporter, I was still very self-conscious. And I think it's just, you get to your late fifties and someone says, will you emcee it? And you just go, yeah, why not? Let's have a go. And I mean, it was the most fun I've had. I mean, I love always every haven't stopped dancing yet night, but that, those events were just amazing um, because the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Everybody's very excited about seeing the Spice Girls, um, but they were, people were joining in and I had this mic, which, you know, you've got a mic, you've got power. Um, and I'm going around and looking at the balcony, seeing these people and I spotted these guys and I'm like, you're up there, but you're going to come down here and join a little dance competition, aren't you? And they came down and they were because they, they were dressed in fantastic outfits. They came down and they told me later, they said, we've popped in for five minutes, thought we'll have a quick drink. Because you guys are here, we've stayed for two and a half hours. <laughs> and it's just being able to entertain people. 
And I, I look at pictures and I just think, yeah, I do look a bit older than other people there, but so what? And what was amazing was the response from people to me. I'm going around the crowd with my microphone and, or even before that, people say, oh my God, I love your outfit. Oh, I love your jacket. Oh, you know, oh, it's young people, their response, for example, I went out clubbing a while ago with my friend Roya to the disco festival in Brixton. Um, and um, we went to, yeah, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was like about nine o'clock, just a little gig, concert, whatever. And we dressed up. And oh my good, the response, people were stopping us like we were celebrities and <laughs> wanting to have their photographs taken with us. So I think in theory, you think, no, I can't go out and do it and I won't fit in. But when you do go, most people are so like, wow, I love this. I mean, people, I mean, it was hilarious because people came up and were like giving us hugs and saying, you women are amazing. And it's just like, <laughs> well, we're, we're, just, we're just actually out for a night out. But it's so rare that they thought that we were, you Inspiring, know. Inspiring, ambitious and really cool. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I am um, I think that's it's really inspiring um for for me and probably for a lot of other people to know that you're still 60 and you're going out in Brixton <laughs> and just like and actually after you've had children because you've got two you've got two children after you've had children and you've still got this amazing career and um, you're still having fun. And I, and I do think that that society puts this pressure on us to think you have your fun when you're young. Yeah. And then, and then once you've had a family, that's it. You're not, you're not allowed to have fun anymore. You're not allowed to go out. You have to look after your children. You have to look after your, your, your loved ones and you have to work really, really hard and make all this money. But actually that's not true. And I think what you're doing, Nikki, and what, um, haven't stopped dancing yet is promoting is the idea that, it doesn't stop at 30. Yeah. Life can carry on. And that's oh, really, absolutely. really and I, I mean, it, it is, it's not easy. You know, I've got two daughters, one's just turning 30, the other one's 25. Um, and yeah, you still are a parent and you're still doing stuff. I mean, there have been a few incidents. There was one time, I think I, I was on Radio 4 talking about Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet, which was amazing uh, quite a few years ago. And um, my daughter, she was probably, I'm just trying to think when it was. So she was about 18 then, 17, you know, slightly embarrassed by what her mother was doing. Now she's totally cool. But back then she was slightly embarrassed. And she walked into my room. She saw a pair of silver shorts on the floor and just went, don't you ever wear those. And I said, sorry, darling, I wore them last night. <laughs> oh, oh bless her. I think when you're teenagers, you're, you're like, oh, my mom. Oh, so you're too cool for school. She's starting a club. Um, but now they think it's wonderful. And, and like you say, yeah, you've just got just to go and, and have a go. And it is, you know, when you're in your 40s, 50s, you can... You know, you get elderly parents. I'm dealing with my mom who's got Parkinson's um, and my dad died a few years ago. Things can be really tough. And so to actually persuade people when we first started Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet was like, sounds like a great idea, but I don't know if I 
kind of people like, do I deserve it? Should I be going out? Is can I treat myself to a night out? Can I treat myself to a night out? We've got a lot better at that, I have to say. I think people in their 50s, 40s and 50s particularly, are good at going, you know what, let's go. And if you look at festivals, a lot of the people going to festivals are people now 40s, 50s, 60s, who either are taking their kids with them or their kids are grown up and staying at home and they're going off to festivals. And I think there's a whole thing. I mean, we did a big survey a few years ago, we were part of, uh, which was, you know, basically about the silver pound, about the generation that will be spending money. Um, and we, we deserve to have decent entertainment. We deserve to have nights out. We deserve to have things. And we deserve not to feel uncomfortable. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I do think maybe the um, 30 to 40 age bracket, though, do really um, fit into that if we, if we, we kind of box it that idea that actually I don't deserve this I can't and I think women especially are very um how do we put this reluctant yeah to to say I'm going to spend money on myself because I think a lot of the time it's I need to spend money on my children or I need to spend money on my my husband or my partner or or whoever it is and they don't put themselves first and I think I think that that's that can be really detrimental to somebody's physical mental and well-being and their relationships that they have with everybody everybody around them um so what do you think that the power of throwbacks um and re-experiencing that fun can be so transformative to people's personalities and their happiness Oh, I think it's, I mean, it can be, we're not going to recreate our 18, 19 year old years because it was painful, wasn't it? Most of the time. I mean, <sighs> I was 17, 18. And broke. Rest right. Have I done this right? Have I, whatever. Um, so we're not trying to go back there. We don't want to pretend we're younger than we are. This is just our age. Um, but it, it is, yeah, it's, I just think, I mean, I don't know if it's a thing about nostalgia or is it just because 70s and 80s is so bloody good. You know, the music was so uplifting um, and that beat just just gets you moving and it is the best. I mean, I've, you know, I love all eras of music, but I chose 70s and 80s because when you play it, you immediately just want to put your hands in the air and, and just dance around. It's, it's the stuff that I will put on when I'm driving in my car. Uh, when I was on my own, I'd put on, you know, um, a heart, play, you know, heart or whatever it might be and dance around my kitchen. <sighs> it's, you know, it's, it's the music that, that drives us, I think, the whole time. Absolutely. I think that's really refreshing. And I think I, I do think there is something in what you're saying when it comes to the music then makes you want to dance. Like I, I recognize that the music now is different and the beats are different and the way it makes you move also different. Um, but I feel like whenever I listen, because I listen to a 70s, 80s music quite a lot, I'd say probably every day at least um just because of 
what Mature Movers does, where we we provide like dance classes. So I'm making playlists for people and, and things like that. And um, there's nothing like listening to like Jackson 5 or or somebody else. No, nobody, nobody out now that I can think of makes my hips want to move. Like, yeah, you can do a little bit of a sidestep, but there's nothing like a, yeah, a 17 it's, it's the It's the music, you know, our only chance to dance a lot of the time, and I'm going to a wedding this weekend, so I don't know whether I get a chance to dance or not. Um, but often it, the only chance you got to dance was at a wedding or somebody's 40th or 50th or whatever it was. But if you if you got it right with the music, then it is just such an amazing experience, isn't it? But those tracks are, I mean, Nile Rogers, as far as I'm concerned, Nile Rogers is God. Um, so obviously he's still touring with Chic, and I've seen them three, three times, <laughs> I think. Um, absolutely love it. But he what was so great was that he produced so many other people. So, you know, did tracks for Madonna, did tracks for all sorts of people, and he's still doing tracks for people. So quite often I'll listen to something and I think, oh, that's brilliant, actually. But Nile Rogers has still done it. Someone who was back in the day and is still around, you know. So it's those legends. Timeless, yeah. Timeless and keep it going. Brilliant. So for my last question, do all of your DJs use vinyl? Oh, yes. So we do. But sometimes the thing about vinyl is you can't. Yeah. Uh, for example, we did a festival this weekend and we didn't. We use CDJs. So we try and use vinyl when we can, but there are times that it gets more difficult. Um, oh, my goodness. If you start to talk, I mean, the things we've had to do, we do a lot of venues, different venues. So when we started, we started in a ballroom uh, in Greenwich at the Trafalgar Tavern. That's our first night. There is no stage. There is a wooden floor. Every so often you get a vinyl bounce. So but people are used to that. We've done vinyl on a boat. That was hilarious. We had to put a record sleeve at the side to stop the wind blowing the needle across and actually had to put a coin on the arm to stop stop the record bouncing. But yes, we do. We do play vinyl when we can. Um, but obviously, if we're doing a party where people are going to make requests, it's a lot easier on CDs. What we don't do is just sit there with a laptop playing a Spotify playlist uh, that sometimes you do get uh, yeah. various nights or whatever. Yeah. And also what I love is, I mean, I, oh, there was a certain celebrity who was DJing at a friend's party. Um, and, um, and I was like, and he kept on not playing the full track. <laughs> I want to hear the full track and I go to something and they're playing a bit of it and then I'll mix into something else and then mixing. And I'm like, no, just play the full track. The full track was perfect. Mm. so I want to hear it from all those intros like car wash the intro for car wash is 30 seconds of just and you can talk over it and you can just get into it and then it goes into it and then you know you don't want to just hear a bit of it you want to hear the whole thing they were made to be played absolutely in their entirety hope most of the time on vinyl yeah, well, mate, you make me want to dance right now. So um, thank you so much, Nikki, for um, joining us today. When is your next event? Ah, so we've got, I mean, I'm not sure when this is going out. So um, we've got some events. We've just started doing events again, open air. So we've been doing festivals. Uh, we are still doing virtual as well because 
during lockdown, we started doing virtual parties with a DJ and a dancer, which is, it was great fun and worked really, really well. So we're still doing virtual. Um, we're hoping Christmas is going to be a big thing for us. So we should have a big event in Blackheath and a big event at Islington Assembly Hall um, and maybe elsewhere. But obviously, like everybody in the events industry, we're just watching what's happened, what is happening rather, um, and just hoping that, you know, that we can still all dance. Sure. Um, but if anybody wants to check out, it's just haven't stopped dancing yet.co.uk. Yeah, watch that video. It's quite an old video. So my hair is a different colour. It's now, I am now the silver haired disco diva. Yeah, you look amazing. Um, but yeah, back then it was, it was the, the dark, yeah, the dark bob, but now it's the silver bob. Um, yeah, well, you're completely, yeah, you're, you're completely embracing your age and and the, and you're not going you're kind of not falling into that societal pressure of I need to look a certain way I need to behave a certain way you're doing the opposite of what those pressures are um yeah. I'm trying to do that I, I'll just tell you very quickly so I yeah. decided that I wanted to go grey before I was 60 and to have my hair grey this is all natural um obviously if anybody's seeing it on video otherwise it's a silver bob. It's basically a silver bob. And um, I kind of just thought I was dyeing my hair and it was getting darker and darker. If you've got naturally dark hair, which I have, it just gets darker and darker. And it was kind of washing me out. And I was looking probably, um, yeah, it just wasn't working for me. Um, and so I was determined that I would have a silver bob for my 60th when I was going to have a big real life party. But everybody still got to see it at my virtual party. But I think... Other people, they want to, I mean, some people I know haven't gone grey, but I went grey and I just, yeah, I'm so happy I did it. Yeah, so we, um, I, I'm going quite grey um, already, but my dad my dad was half half grey at 19, so it's it's genetics and I'm, I'm fully aware that I'm probably going to be pretty grey um, in the next 10 years. Um, so before I'm 35, I'll be quite grey. And I, I actually would like to go fully grey, so I don't dye my greys. Um, yeah. I've got a little bit of, Got a little bit of um, balayage, but no, I don't. I tell my hairdresser purposely, don't touch my greys. Um, but we actually had a podcast where we we spoke to um, a silver model um, in series one, and where we we Was discussed. That Was that Rachel? No, not Rachel. No, um, yeah. She's called Deborah Darling, and and she's she turned sixty, and she's completely embracing that pro aging silver life. Um, so I think it's it's a growing space to be in, and I and I love the idea of um of going against kind of the norms and I, I do have those discussions with people and they say um they say oh you need to dye your hair I can see the greys <laughs> and I'm like um <laughs> I'm actually not going to do that but um yeah. it, it, it's no, fine that you I've think got that. a friend of mine she's in she's got a young child who's like she's a mum she's in her 30s she's got long grey hair and she went grey before I did um and she she's just gone grey and just let it go naturally but and she's got you know she's carrying around a baby a couple of years old um and and she looks absolutely amazing yeah you know gotta but, work it yeah you've got to rock it you've got to go and also I have to say gray goes really well with gold and silver and sparkles yeah absolutely at the moment I don't know if you can see my oh lots of sparkles love it Woo! it says director of disco a friend of mine made me this jacket and I think once you go gray you can play around with 
bright colors mm. a bit more so there is that love it love it well thank you so much nikki um and all the best with your upcoming events um if you do want to check them out please go and check nikki's website which you can just google haven't stopped dancing yet it's super easy to find um, and go and check out that video it does really make you want to dance oh yeah absolutely thank you it's been lovely it's been a pleasure Thank you.